3: into the Lotus Place on this Wednesday night, and it is our Women's Wednesday night, and we have some great news in terms of the Women's Night of a woman that is still speaking to us, so we'll have someone come on and share that with us in just a few moments, but it is Women's Wednesday, and we are talking about the psychological warfare waged against black women, the media is Love, hate, relationships with black women. Oh, my God. I can just go on and on on this. Um, hey, Scotty, what is the number that people can call in? Because I think that's a different number. No, it, it's the
2: same number. Um, it's the same number from what we used last week, I believe. But this will be the last time the number changes. I apologize for that. But that was out of my control. And uh we just had several programs that we helped to produce, and they all had different numbers. And I was like, it'll be easier if we all had the same, just use the same number. So the telephone yes. number uh-huh. is 641-715-3660. Again, that's 641-715-3660. The participant code is five four nine 32 that's five four nine zero three two 32
3: Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me, how about let's do what we did the other night. Let me, if you don't mind, play that clip for me. Do you have that clip I sent you? We could play that and let me make sure I get this number out to some of our guests.
2: I certainly will.
3: Thank you so much. And we'll just be right back. Do you
2: want to uh, set the clip up about what they're about to hear?
3: Yes. This is a clip that I found on YouTube, actually. I just love YouTube, buddy. This is a clip that's speaking about um, black women and colorism, or colorism in the black community. So these are a group of young women you are here speaking and a visual anthropologist who will um, actually analyze the whole colorism in the black community. And if you're not familiar with colorism in the black community, you're probably not in the black community. There's this whole deal with this paper brown, uh, uh what is it, paper sack brown, test. and you know what, I heard the craziest thing the other day um, with some people speaking about uh, Katrina, with this being the uh, 10th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. Um there was a portion, I think, in Algiers. If you couldn't pass they still do a paper brown test, paper bag, brown paper bag brown paper bag test, that's it. If you could not pass the brown paper bag test, then you couldn't cross over the bridge into this area of Algiers, I believe, during uh, Hurricane Katrina. So the white militia had these guns and all this craziness. So I've always heard stories about, and particularly in Louisiana, places like Louisiana, um, there's a strong sense of colorism. Um, there was the Blue Vein Society. And, uh, if you had to be able to see your blue veins, and um, could you pass the paper, the brown paper bag test? Are you light enough? Are you darker than this bag, this paper bag, I and mean, you're you're not allowed entrance. You're prohibited from joining a certain organization or even coming into a certain church so this is a video that's speaking on colorism i think it's about maybe maybe about seven seven minutes long but we'll just get it started and if we, if we need to stop it scotty will stop it but it's a very interesting clip so let's have a listen thanks god
4: an everlasting memory of the anguish of our ancestors May those who die rest in peace. May those who return find their roots, and may humanity never again perpetuate such injustice against humanity. We the living vow to uphold this. Like I always wanted to be white. I was always just that black girl in school. Even growing up, I was always that black
5: girl. Oh, uh, you think you all that because you you light skinned?
6: Why does me being dark skinned have to do with anything about how good I look? Just because I'm light skinned don't mean I can't get offended. Social identity is usually around a construct. So our society has lots of ideas about what is right and what is wrong. And oftentimes those are organized based on our race or gender or any other set of skills.
1: Colorism, um, is the belief that there is, like, that one color is better than the other. Um, in most countries this means lighter skin. Um, because European colonialism kind of spread that idea globally that, you know, lighter skin has better value. So a lot of times people think that colorism is only important within the black community or within the American black community. But colorism is prevalent everywhere. It's prevalent in India. It's prevalent throughout Asia. It's prevalent in any country where you have an indigenous culture made up of brown people.
6: Internalization is when a person, an individual, usually believes um, some social construct or idea and then decides to act upon it.
1: I think that a lot of African-American women, especially right now at this time in our culture, are working really, really hard to reclaim their femininity. So that's why so many of us wear you know, long hair and high heels and lots of makeup and all that stuff because I think we're trying to reclaim something that really was taken from us. When you look at African-American women in slavery, they were treated like men. Right, So many of us forced outside to work, whether we had our periods or not, in the boiling hot sun, some of us not clothed or improperly clothed, we went from slavery right into having to take care of our families. So we always worked, always. It, there was never a point in African-American culture that we got to sit home and just be like housewives and homemakers. That was never us.
6: I find that African Americans are often very misogynistic um, and they see that as a traditional view as opposed to a social construct. So unfortunately I think they contribute to the oppression of women because they don't question why um, these ideas about masculinity or femininity exist.
5: I feel like the people around us don't really make it no difference. Don't make a difference of it really because they like... Whatever is popular, they go with So if everybody's saying they want a red bone In the music videos, Lil Wayne Or anybody saying that, that's what they want to be like They want a red bone too, they want a thick girl too They want a girl with money, they want a girl with long hair I like
7: a long hair, thick red bone I'm, up me down, nap, nap. I'm a um, This is towards of my understanding. Um, When you had to
6: turn red bone,
7: how
6: do y'all feel about that? I get so irritated. They call
7: me red, <laughs> red, red, red. I be green, blue, purple, <laughs> red, red.
4: That's so, so irritating. I even changed my name on Twitter. Like my name is not red, my red. If I call me
0: red, it's just so annoying. It's
6: just irritating. It irritates Really is. Well, in the past, you know, I, I'm like okay, okay, you know, I owned it, but now it's just like I agree with what she said. It's just now it's just irritating me. Like me and my friend have on the same color. They just got out the color we have. Like if I have on yellow pants, she have on yellow, she a yellow. A yellow. I'm like, keep walking, light-skinned, light skin. Light
5: Specifically <laughs> in the media, like, when
6: I see a dark-skinned girl, she's portrayed as, like, uh masculine and aggressive.
4: I heard those little smart-ass remarks you made, too. Didn't your mama teach you something?
6: <laughs> Who the hell do these people think they are anyway? Didn't y'all see? Don't oh, you move that I can tell, because when I inhale, my titty make a horn honk. Listen. You see that? That ain't right.
7: I hear it. That
6: time typically proves that you were suggesting my seat. I think it was My Last by Chris Brown. And they, uh, it was like, he'll switch in between. It was this one girl, chair, light skin. she had the real long, curly hair, had her makeup done right and everything. He's sitting there thinking to her. And then like, when he'll say like something negative, like basically what he don't look for in a female, it'll fade into like this dark skin girl who's makeup, all messed up, with rough hair. Big. And she was
0: chunked.
4: Even though the media portrays light skin better to be, I mean, to be better than dark skin, I think it also portrays um, light skin uh, to be a little slutty to me from what I see because you like, you see these light skin girls and you see they're exploring their sexual me's or whatever. So I think it's like more than just, oh you like skin, you better. I think it's more like you like skin,
6: you give good head or you, you you know, you have better sex. Oftentimes, African-American women, we are a little bit more full, a little bit more voluptuous and curvaceous and over time that's become associated with sexuality. I think women in general are overly sexualized. They're objects, you know, even within um, if we have female rappers or MCs. Or artists, they have to objectify themselves. Sex always sells. And, you know, with men, it's to attain sex. And for women, it's to be that object of desire.
4: Society just looks down upon women in general. It's not even, it's deeper than skin, in my opinion. Women itself, we are looked down upon. We are degraded when you watch music videos which is the main thing women are over sexualized for everything african-american women we are very you know curvy and we have a lot of assets and it's exposed when you watch music videos you see chest and you see really you know big butts and guys just you know hollering at you and it's like Teens consume that. I think that as a
1: group, it's sort of hard to fight against such a pervasive opinion that just kind of gets told to you over and over and over again, and it gets told to you in a number of different ways and reinforced in a number of different ways. So I think that many of us try hard to resist those stereotypes.
5: I have never had a problem with my skin color, even though a lot of girls my color do. I mean, Just like a girl of any other color, I could get a man. I can get a job. I can do anything they do, maybe even better. So what's the problem? Oh, I understand. We have been tricked. The internet has tricked us. Television has tricked us. Magazines have tricked us. Society has tricked us. Tricked us into believing just because we're not what they call fair. We're less than a woman of anyone else. Little Wayne make verses like, how do you say what's never said? Beautiful black woman, I bet that bitch look better red. And we just laugh. I mean, it's like we're in slavery again, except it's with our own people. You could be black, you could be white, you could be dark. skinned. Yeah, it's okay to be bright. It shouldn't make a difference, but it does.
3: Wow. I know so many people that have felt like that. Um, Growing up, I know my aunt was lighter. Her skin tone was lighter than my skin tone. And I always felt like she was prettier until my uncle instilled in me every time he greeted me that I was beautiful. And so if I didn't have him and... And other family members and of course my parents. Making me feel special. My God, I probably oof. I probably will have uh extremely low self esteem. But Aja Yes. You've heard yes. that, um you've heard that statement, Oh, you're pretty to be a black girl or a dark girl. No, you're pretty to be a dark girl. Oh yes, a lot a lot of times. It's like, wow, you're dark. And pretty? wow, you know, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's like those two things can't go together. And I was over, uh, there was one time there was this friend of my husband visiting me, us rather, or him, and I just happened to be within earshot. And he said, man, I don't date no dog can women, you know. I just do red bomb, no. And I stop in my tracks? you're not sitting in my living room kitchen. No, you're oh not goodness. sitting in my living room kitchen stating that. And I made it very clear to my husband, I don't want him over my house anymore. Never again. Anymore. Oh, well, look, we're going to come back to that story and that topic. We want to welcome in, I believe, and I hope that this is, Brother Charleston.
8: Yes, it is. How you doing?
3: Hey, welcome in. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining us. Canty, this is Brother Charleston, who's down here in Waller, Texas. Just been oh, working wow. hard, Hey, Brother. Getting some recognition for San- Sandra Bland. Oh,
9: good to hear your voice. You're one of my heroes and to know that you're <laughs> in the belly of the beast for sure.
3: <laughs> yes, <I'm> a- <laughs> you are. Thank you for what you do. Thank, Thank you. Yeah, we Very have welcome. some great news to share with us. We're going to have him back on to discuss his book. I finished reading the book. It's a great, great book. Excellent read. Excellent read. Thank well, you. Tell us the name of your book and where people can find it, and then bring us into to that good news.
8: It's uh, the book we, I wrote a year ago. It's called The United States Versus Waller County, Then Me. It's, uh, a a, seven, a memoir of my seven and a half years as a judge in Wallach County, and, and it details so many of the racist practices that I encountered. Uh, I, I think it comes with a little bit of humor. That's the only way that I could write it was to see some some humor in it, but it's very serious. It's very real, and it's available on Amazon uh, right now, and I think it's $10. I'm not sure, but I'd um, love to have you guys go out and get it if you want to get a better understanding of the historical um a background or backdrop of Walla County and it plays it makes much more sense about what happened to Sandra Bland and so many other people if you can understand the cultural context of uh of, of Walla County. So that's that mm-hmm. and uh and last night of course, you know, I'm proud to announce that uh the people of Four led by their city council and Mayor Frank Jackson, uh adopted a resolution and passed an ordinance to rename University uh Drive Sandra Bland Boulevard, I mean, Sandra Bland Parkway. Uh, it was a unanimous wow. vote with one abstention. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the place was absolutely packed. Uh, it was absolutely packed with students and community members. And, um, so it, and from now on, every time a police officer along law enforcement officer, oh, over on University Drive, when they write yeah. a citation or a warning, they, they will have to, to write a name. name Sandra yes. Bland
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it make, it'll make it'll make police
8: officers think. It'll make them think about how they treat motorists, and and not only that, but it'll also remind motorists uh, to assert their rights, but to mm-hmm. also know that there are consequences uh, for better or for worse for their actions, and and so it's just mm-hmm. educating people on both sides about uh, this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yes, but it was very very, very good, very, uh, very, very historic uh, occasion.
9: Uh, anyone mention? Anyone mention officially? that the cause of death of our dear sister was strangulation?
8: No, nobody said, uh, you know, the, the family was down, the attorney was down. No one has, um has, uh, has, has mentioned that. I mean, we, the thing is, you know, I, I would, I would accept the fact that she was hanging, but I don't accept the fact that she committed suicide and, uh, and actually mm-hmm. she wasn't hanging. She was, Somehow she was strangled uh, or she was yeah. dead while sitting they, 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 with they the injuries, her
9: neck on her neck. They found injuries to her neck indicating asphyxiation by strangulation. Mm.
3: Yes, it she sure did. Like a chokehold. Yes. Like a and a uh, Is this something. something new? Yes.
8: Say that again. Is this a new report that has come out? Well, it's been kept hush hushed.
9: 'Cause they don't want the, the the mainstream media is part of the problem where they don't sure. want to incite uh, shall we say a riot. <laughs> I call it a sure, rebellion. Yeah. But the very idea yeah. that they we have the lawyer representing the family, I maintain he's a social parasite that the mm-hmm. family his uh, guidance put out there they wanted to sue Waller County. That mm-hmm. get justice and put the pigs who were responsible for her first of all, stopping her on the road and then throwing her to the ground in a, a very uh, inhumane way and then sure. putting her through the system for three days, uh, no one's going to pay a penalty for that.
0: Sure. And wh-
9: and white folks don't behave that way. They, when you do them wrong, they believe in natural law. That's why but black people... Black people got a lot to learn about the white man's bilingual language. He speaks legalese. And military sure. science, legalese is yeah. natural law. Military science yeah, right. is targeted, targeted. And our people are most targeted to slavery.
10: I agree. You see how
9: Wall Street, you know, Wall Street was going crazy with this uh, shenaniganism from China. Well, what you think happened to Wall Street when black people were so-called, were supposed to be emancipated, the, uh, the upset on Wall Street when black blacks were emancipated? I'm sure the, 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 the uh, stock market but had a crash. But the idea right. that... We were the biggest commodity during the days of slavery for Wall Street. And Shut it was up, uh, the, idea, the idea that uh, this white cop who started the ball rolling against Mr. our sister, he saw uh Gland as his property. And his property That's was right. not responding. His property was not responding the way he thought she was supposed to respond. Right.
3: Absolutely. So he
9: so he had right. to make it clear to his fellow uh uh uh, fans with our Nazis that uh this Negro here thinks she's too uh she's too uppity for us. So we gotta put her in line. So we're gonna right. put her in uh-huh. we're gonna take off her clothing, take off her clothing, put on the prison garb and we're not gonna charge her a few hundred dollars. We're gonna charge her ransom money. Five thousand dollars for a simple <laughs> traffic violation. So called traffic I, violation. I was, that that, I was, that wasn't uh, bail. Bale's was supposed to be a reasonable uh price for one to pay just to ensure that you will come back to court, but that wasn't bail. Right. That was ransom. That was to humiliate yeah. her, to aggravate her, yeah. and the de- de- degrading part having her wearing that prison guard.
0: Yeah. And don't forget, my Ooh. brother,
9: and don't all all of us forget now, a former sheriff, or excuse me, a former judge in that county, a black brother. He said that holding area had 15 cells, and all those cells are in the open, so nothing was going down. It could never be seen by all. Correct. So what they kind of said, is she consumed a whole lot of marijuana, or she had a garbage bag lining, put the garbage bag lining out, and tied that around her neck, and tied it up to a wall somewhere, and no one saw nothing, come on. This is all a bunch of crock, and we're supposed to be such, not the second class fools, but third class fools. <clears> and <throat> where is the anger from the so-called black male leadership we're dealing with with a black uh-huh. woman, that was, that was lynched. She was
0: lynched. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. We should never and, forget and the several. street name is.
9: The street name is fine. The street name is fine, mm-hmm. but don't let it be as a subterfuge or as a pacifier, where we still mm-hmm. don't get justice for Sandra Bland. We still got cops yeah. or police officers or Klansmen or Nazis. I say, my boss said, fascist dogs that are in uniform, getting a paycheck, and know full well who killed Sandra Bland but because yeah. there is no one to be brought to the justice. There's no penalty to pay.
3: Right. They, 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 so what, they what, what's know. going on on that front, uh, Brother Charleston? Um, I mean, well, is
8: well, you know, is the, there any the, talk the, of the,
3: charging the officer? Mm-hmm.
8: Well, well uh, he, he's on death duty right now. Uh, there, there's a grand jury that is out that's supposedly investigating it. Of course, we don't have very much confidence in the grand jury. There are no black females oh. on that grand jury. There is only one black male oh. on that grand jury. And yeah, he, he probably knows this place. He probably knows this place. He knows this place. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> nobody knows <laughs> him. Nobody in yeah. African American really even knows him. So, uh, oh. so at any rate, he's a black. Yes. Yeah. Clearly the fix is in. But I want to go back to, um, back to Sandra Bland. I was talking to some of the students and I was sharing with them the parallel between Emmett Till. And Sandra Bland, and you know, both of them came from Chicago, came down south, right. and they lost, right. they lost their lives in the south. And I was wow. saying that there were, there were two things that happened in old Jim Crow, and even now today, I suspect that could get a black person killed very easy for the simplest of alleged crimes. One was a black boy or man looking at a white woman. And that's, that's right. what they accused Emmett Till of. And they oh, accused wait. him of looking at a white woman, whether he did or not. You know, he was No, it, was, it was worth his life for it. He he lost his life for
9: whistling. He was accused of whistling at this white woman. Or well, whistling at and a white woman. Whistling and, and his, and, and, and his and mother had, his mother taught him his mother taught yeah. him when you, because he studied he studied so he told she told him, rather than struggle to say the word, just whistle first and then say the word and uh he'll be easier to say what he uh, wants to say. Yeah. So he yeah. met these new found friends at this church service at the church and he didn't listen to the, the orders that he was to wait after the service, don't go off no anywhere. So you know our boys will be, will be boys. He went off and they went to the general store. And the general store the black people helped this guy, white boy, white, white man become very wealthy. So he bought his, his ice, ice cream and soda. So when he was just time to turn to say what he bought with his money, he couldn't say any words so he whistled. A vagrant always, always in the store convinced the owner of the store that uh when Emmett whistled, that I means that Emmett was getting fresh with the man's wife. So he's this right, right. vagrant. His vagrant, his vagrant convinced the store owner that Emmett was getting fresh with his wife. Right,
8: The rest is right. history. And then, and then you had right. Sandra Bland, who refused right. to capitulate, refused to give in to the black, right. the demands of a white man, and oftentimes uh-huh. black women who would not give in to those demands of a white man to find themselves on the end of death. And, uh, and I thought there was a striking parallel. And so, as just as yeah. Emmett Till was the catalyst for the civil rights movement in 1955, I believe that this young generation be- is beginning to see clear and clear that, uh, Sandra Bland was the catalyst of Black Lives Matter and pushing it to another, a whole other level of movement. So I think we, I think the naming of the street was merely just another event that we will be doing over the next 12, 13, months or two or three years we know that we must keep her name in the media we must continue to keep it trending on social media and keep the pressure on waller County to uh, be as open as possible uh in their investigation we don't have a lot of a lot of confidence in them we don't have a lot of confidence in the criminal justice system in america and especially in, in waller County. so um well you know uh, gonna, we'll keep pushing
9: my brother is
3: Definitely, black folks are definitely down there, keep pushing and keep us informed,
9: yeah, please. Yeah. If black yes. folks are serious down there, which I hope they really are, that they've got to let their money do the talking. There is a forbidden thing for black people to formulate an economic boycott that would bring yeah. that county to its knees. You've got right. to tell those people down there we've got to hold our wallets, hold our purse, whatever we got to do to bring the economical situation in Waller County to its knees. Sure. We want sure. the pigs who was involved with killing uh Sandra Bland bring be brought to justice. And the way to do it the what is the next the next big shopping time for blacks would be what? Thanksgiving?
11: Yes. Uh yes,
8: Christmas. Was yes. And we uh, need
9: to really understand Turkey is not necessarily a thing to be buying because the white man said so Buy a nice big
10: chicken. <laughs> you know,
9: buy well, something that's you know other what, than... Hold on, hold turkey. on.
3: That's, that's, that's true, Canty. Let me see if, uh, Delta or Aja has some questions for Brother Charleston before he has to leave. Because okay. He just joined us for a moment to share that. Yeah, okay. With us that Sandra Bland has Sandra Bland Parkway named after her as, of last night. The city council. Uh, Canty, is that your TV or radio? You're no, not me. No, it's not me. Oh, okay.
9: I hear it. It's not that me. True. Excuse you.
3: <laughs> oh, wow Oh, it's oh, excuse me. You're right, brother <laughs> Charleston. Maybe that's you. Is that your brother Charleston?
8: No, it's not.
3: Okay. That's just
2: now. It's coming off of. Well, it was coming off of two two eight, but it stopped now.
3: Ah, I should have known. Yeah, I just muted two two eight. Uh, Delta, now you know, turn that TV down, Delta. Anja, do you have a question for, uh, Brother Charles before he leaves? Um, is, is the, is the, uh, of the, of this community still as strong now in what the, 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 um, the mindset, I mean, not necessarily, you know, marching or anything like that, but the Mm -hmm. mindset as to, as to, What's next? Is it oh, still
8: absolutely. strong? Tomorrow, yes, yes. I mean, totally strong. Uh, I've I've talked to several members today, and we have conference calls every other night at 8 o'clock, and we've never had less than 20 people on the conference call. So we'll be having Good. our next conference call tomorrow, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. And in this one, we will feature students. And so we feel like there have been a lot of alumni, a lot of friends of Stanley Bland, Uh, help put, have got us to this point. We knew that uh, six weeks ago that we had to step in the gap because the students were gone. They were scattered all over the country home for summer. So now with them back in school, we're gonna, we're gonna transition from those of us who were friends of Sandra and, and alumni of Purview and friends of the family. We're transitioning that to allow the students to take over the movement. Now, when the students take over that movement, as long as they have been given some guidance or direction, you know, we cannot nearly match their energy. And so we we believe in that God has sent some tremendous students with lots of energy and we merely need to just kind of give them a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of direction, uh-huh. but they're very capable, very able and uh tremendous student. And So we'll, we'll start another phase on tomorrow night as we take some input from those students on what we can do to help them uh, move this movement forward. So,
9: uh, uh, can I also mention the fact that, uh, I understand that Sandra Bland was a member of a sorority. And yes. if her sorors, if her fellow sorors are concerned about a senseless lynching, then yeah. they need to also use their influence to deal with uh, making sure that she didn't die for nothing. That's why Absolutely. I maintain an economic boycott is in order to put the pressure on the city fathers that you want killers of Sandra Bland brought to justice. A street naming is just a pacif- believe me, a street naming is just a pacification.
10: The real right. deal
9: is bringing pressure on, which would be initiated by a, a formulating an economic boycott, because that's the only language a white man understands, between the, the, a gun or money. Right. He yeah. has learned about signing, in, uh, signing something into law and maintaining the, uh, upholding it. Because they never saw black people as human beings, as they're equal. They always saw us as three-fifths.
5: Three-fifths. Well, hold on, we're
3: going to let Brother Charles uh-huh. go get on. To, you know, we just wanted him to come in and share that information with us. We certainly appreciate you, and we're going to have you to come Indeed. back on and speak about your book. Yeah. Okay? And thank you very so much. Thank you so much.
0: Thank before so much he tonight. goes,
3: before, oh, oh yes, sure. yes, yes, yes. Sure. I I have one question, um, and Candy brought it up, but I didn't, you know, we didn't get a chance to get an answer. Are Are you uh, looking at economic, you know, withhold, withhold, withdrawal, withdrawal from, well, you, you, you know, the the county? You know, are you looking at doing that? There,
8: there is a, there is an organization that has come down, and they 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 were in the initial planning stages of planning for an economic boycott. And I wasn't part of that committee, but I, I sat in a couple of those meetings. They had been working with alumni about getting some, um, uh, care packs and, and uh, people donating toothbrushes and toilet tissues and things like that. And I'm not exactly sure where they are right that, right now, but I do know that there is a committee that has been meeting and planning for a boycott. Um, that, that's just not the area that I had been working in, but I have been trying to keep abreast of it and, and certainly, there's a, there's a measure of academic boycott that I would support, but I think mm-hmm. that that's not something that you could just undertake, you know, real quick without a lot of strategic planning, uh, because mm-hmm. the objective yes. is from day one you've got to come out and you've got to show some success, and uh, lest you lose a lot of 17 and 18 year old students. So, uh, but that's something that we we is definitely talked about. Some of the professors, in, in fact, on campus are very emphatic about it. One of the professors who uh, very high-ranking in a in, uh, history department was from Fort Gibson, Mississippi, and he shared with me that they had the longest-running economic boycott in American history. And he was yeah. asking me to speak to his classrooms about it. And so we began to talk economic boycotts two days ago. And so we'll, we'll see okay, where that real. goes. But we, we we do understand that that is another one of the options that we we may need to employ at some point uh, during this process. You make yourself okay, all can-
9: those. Make your enemies become your footstools by make them say yay when they want to say nay.
3: All right. Did you give us a? Did you give an, a, us an update when you come back on the on the economic board Because I think that's really crucial.
8: Any, anytime, you just let me know and I'll be ready. All right.
3: Okay. Okay. Thank all you. right. Thank you. Good night. Thank, Thank you, you so for much having me. That's
8: all my brother. Okay. That's
12: Good night. night.
8: All right.
3: Let's take a quick Good break.
12: Night
2: you are tuned in to the black talk radio network for podcasts and live program scheduling visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com all right so that was brother
3: judge Charleston, Dwayne Charleston in Waller County down there where those crazy police officers attacked Sandra Bland and the woman was found hanging in her cell. I still did not believe that she nor the other four women that were found dead in their cells that same week, um, committed suicide. Although there are studies that show that there is, um, a lot of psychological trauma and drama that black women are faced with every day. We deal with the racism on the job, the sexism on the job in the workforce. Um, our appearance is attacked from, I mean, literally our head to our toe. I mean, we we consider fat to some. Uh, if if you compare us to um, the media or the uh, a white women scale, and Um, My nose too big, lips too big, hair this and all that. We've been hearing all of that for years. Your uh, skin too dark, um, you talk too loud. You know, speaking of which, the story with the ladies on the bus. Oh my God, let me let me see if Delta has that noise on the train because she can bring that hot topic on the train. Thank you. Yes, on the train. Delta, are you ready for your hot topics? Is she there? Yeah, I'm here. Can y'all hear me? Yeah.
0: Yes, you can. can. Hear me?
9: How
0: are you? Oh, yes, you can.
3: You? Give us oh, a hot topic see. on uh, the sisters on the bus, Delta, and the uh, Virginia shooting. Maybe maybe let's talk about well, the Virginia shooting. Oh, my yeah, God. Let's go, that, the, let's go to the Virginia shooting first. Yes, yes. you know let's what? let that. That is um, the young man, I call him a young man. He said that he was being discriminated against. And, you know, they came out and they talked to all the Caucasian folks like they always do. They said they didn't see no discrimination, no nothing. And, you know, they always going to stick together and they going to say there was no discrimination. There was nothing going on. But what happened? But. But they saying, let me kind of give you a little history then. They said one lady came out tonight, which is a white lady. She said she recommend him to get this job from the news station. And she said she still stand behind him, recommend him to get this job. She said because the person that did the killing today, that's not the man that she knew. The man that she know was a very professional man. He was a very nice man, a very kind man. She say, this something had to happen. She do not know what had to happen, but that's not the man that she knows. So that tells you something right there. Something had to go on. The young man said that they were, they were discriminating against him because he was black and he was gay. He said then he was having, there was racial remarks. He worked at a, uh, uh he worked at like a news a station, news right? Station. That is correct. He mm-hmm. worked at that news station. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, was this, this, there was this white man and a white woman that were constantly harassing him because he was black. That is and gay. correct.
1: Mm-hmm. That is
3: correct. And then he said when they fired him, he tried to go get a job for the last two years, and nobody would give him a job because he filed a, a discrimination lawsuit against them. and they, filed you two. Know, he filed it, one, like, with the EEOC, and then he also filed one, um, let me see, he filed uh, another one. I need to pull that information That is up. correct. But he filed two discrimination suits, and they were dismissed. Yeah. And, and they, it's my it's, I, it's my contention that they drove this man crazy. They drove him insane. They it destroyed his life. And I mean, you know, like Frederick Douglass said, it's not unusual." Frederick, Frederick Douglass said, "Uh, uh, what is he, what is oppression? Oppression will make a sane man go mad. And it will right. if, if you if you're yeah. not grounded and rooted. That's what I was just teaching us about." your root chakras so you can feel grounded and so we'll come back to Charlie, but go ahead, Mother Dun, and I just have to jump in on that part. And yes, and, and so he the, said the he also said he said that he was tormented because he they had blackballed him. He could not get a job uh-huh. nowhere else. He could not go for two years he had been trying to get a job when they pulled his record and saw that uh that on there about the lawsuit he could not get a job the people had blackballed him and he could not get a job so the man said what he just couldn't take it anymore and he said and what really pushed him over he said what really pushed him over the edge is when he saw the nine black people had been killed in south carolina in the, church. the church shooting at, at Charleston, at, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Church. Uh-huh. Yes, and he said he just lost it. He couldn't take it no more because he did, he saw how they had discriminated against him and got away with it. And he said, and he just made up in his mind he had to do something. He just couldn't take it anymore. He, so he, he was tired. He was He, he was tired. So what he did, he took those bullets. He took nine bullets. And he wrote those bullets. Wrote each one of the, the black people's name on those bullets, and killed and killed them today. So we all know that sounds like a person who went insane. You drove him mad. He was droven, driven to be mad because when mm-hmm. you can't take care of yourself and you can't provide for yourself, you are gonna mm. have hard time. You are gonna have that's right. That's can't, right. Think about it. That's right. Self, your, self preservation. Self and preservation like, Survival. Yeah. That's real talk, Mother and That's real talk, right. and okay. that's, He was yes.
9: like uh, he was like a he was like a silver streak train mm-hmm. running uh, 85 miles an hour suddenly coming to a sudden stop, sudden halt, and it is a major wow. problem for black people who, who flying high with these nice positioned jobs. But if they dare speak up for protecting protecting their uh, rights oh, as yes. a Oh mm-hmm. no. You, you can't are do that. targeted. You are targeted. Mm-hmm. And where was he at? Where was he at? In what state was he in? In, in Virginia.
11: Uh, Ro- Hello, uh, Roanoke,
3: Virginia. A, a you know how Virginia is. Virginia is known as
9: a police state. Known as a
11: police state. Oh, it
3: state. sure is. And so so they and by him being gay. I have a story, too. And they, and they, and they made an example out of him. They made an example out of him. So, if any, so they wanted to say, okay, if any, if any more of you doctors try to come up against us, this is what we're going to do for you. So you better keep your mouth closed. What goes on, you don't have no power. That's really what they yes. were saying to him. And, and by you him don't being gay.
9: And by him being gay, they thought he was going to be a punk and just go into a corner and sit down and be
3: quiet. That is correct. That is correct. And then, you know, and the man just you die. do not mess and with those said. gays. Don't mess with the gays. They will come down with the force. That's why yeah. Dr. King.
9: That's why Dr. King trusted sure. Uh Bayard Rustin to uh, engineer oh, the yes. massive march on Washington. And that's mm-hmm. why Racist used was a major inspiration for Nina Simone. Nathan Hughes wrote some serious poetry and uh, short stories about mm. racism.
3: What becomes um, of you?
9: a dream, deferred. Uh, yeah, And uh, I know. also what he wrote the book called The Best of Simple. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just telling you about our story. And also, I mean, let's just forget James Baldwin.
3: Right. the book called yeah. The
9: Fire Next Time. Uh, and right. I saw James Baldwin a few times in person made some powerful speeches boy. And uh no one uh was looking at him by his by his uh, sexuality. It was just that he had a close affinity with black people. Not yeah. like these modern day gays that uh hooked up everything else except black liberation and um you know they have no concern about the oppression and oppression of our people unless they are personally hit. Then they want the whole world to hear their story. But they're not involved with anything from the time prior to leading up to their being personally affronted. This brother probably would have never been involved with trying to uh, get revenge had he been treated, right? But because he was angry and wanted uh, to uh, address his grievance and couldn't address his grievance in the way that he thought should be addressed. So he just uh, hit uh, his, his blew a gasket. <laughs> he blew a gasket. And, and,
3: you he know, did. Yeah, he did. Now you can imagine you not, you are not being able to pay your house note, your car note. Yeah. And you know, he was making a probably successful. a really nice salary. Uh, for, uh, yeah. for, uh, uh,
9: living, in, living in the deep south of Virginia, please.
12: He was doing, he was living
9: large.
3: He was living large. All of a certain, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. And then you can't, you don't went to school for this. Right. Right.
12: There you go. There and, you go.
3: You don't want to you spent
12: for this,
3: and you can't, do, you spent you can't for tuition. do what you went to school for? He yes. being yes. blackballed you know. everywhere. He said everywhere he went to try to get a everywhere job, he, went, he was blackballed. You know,
0: that's enough to drive somebody insane. You know,
3: of course you it do? Is. And then they say black it men really don't want to work. Black men don't want to get a job. Black men don't want to take care of their children. You know, what if he had children? This is, and, and, and and take this well, and see people gotta realize this is oh, all these felonies huh. and all this stuff is designed for the black man not to be able to to get a job, to take care of his sure. team, not to be able to take care of his family, okay. not to be okay. able to or have or vote. And you have all of these there felonies and then so you can't vote and then they say black people don't vote. I you, you police act. on every damn body, like exactly. you in Ferguson,
0: exactly,
3: and everywhere. Else. You know
0: Thank what I'm you. saying? Thank so
3: don't, don't act like people just don't want to vote. Hell, hey. then then they I don't see anything like, uh, happening in their community. to be damn voting about.
9: Yeah, and then you have yeah. uh, the vote category
3: and now. <laughs> and then we
9: have been we have been categorized as being. A surplus race of people. The same thing that Marcus Garvey warned us about becoming a surplus race of people. What do you do with the surplus? You get rid of it. They have no need for you anymore. They don't need black people. Black American male especially are not going to be hired in high-profile jobs like it was in the days of civil rights because there was, these big corporations was under pressure from the days of LBJ to hire blacks. All right. okay. We're talking
3: it. about the oppression and psychological warfare waged against women tonight. So, you know, this is women's win. Yeah, well, it, goes,
9: it goes both ways. It goes both ways. It goes both ways with women. See, black women also That's get worse uh-huh. because they get their sex, their class, and their race. Yes.
3: Uh-huh. And
9: if she does uh-huh. not give into to the sexual advances of her boss, she could either be demoted. Or frame for why should I qualify for the job any longer.
3: Well, you know what? There's, I want to hear from one of the women about. Has, has anybody on the line ever experienced, um, like your boss coming on to you and, and you felt like you had a, kind of good smiled question. and you know fake it off just so that you would not oh, only oh I get can job, give you I you can, can give you I can give you a perfect example. I can give you a okay. perfect example. I was at work one day, and I was working, and the lady that I worked for, her husband, I ain't never told this story to anybody, but one other person, her husband made a pass at me, and I didn't fall for it, and he saw the look on my face and how disgusted I was with it, and he told me to my face, and this is a true story,
12: y'all. The man told me to my face, if you tell anybody, they not gonna believe you. They gonna believe me over you. You see that?
3: Really? That's that? what
12: he told me. Yes. He That's told true. me that. The gonna take is close. Me. What
3: he was telling, what he was telling me, nigga, you think they gonna believe you over me? Check exactly. that out. Exactly.
12: Yeah. That's exactly mm. what he told me. He told me these words. But you gotta, you gotta just with it's very
0: humiliating. Uh,
3: but I didn't quit my job. But I did. I didn't quit my job because you were in a rock and a hard place. Because so you needed your job. But I didn't say anything. But I, but uh, he never said nothing else to me. But he knew I couldn't stand his gut.
0: Mm. But well, see, I, I it, it, over you,
3: and it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad. So people do what they have to do. So I can understand why the man snapped. You needed your job, just like I needed mine.
9: Yeah, and you know, he living yeah. in a high profile neighborhood, living a high profile life, probably driving a nice fancy car. You know, and all yeah, of a sudden,
0: uh, and that then
9: his family dream says, deferred, "Go ahead, dream man, deferred, I'm sorry.
3: That's okay. You know, dream deferred. I think Aja had something to say. Aja, you you wanted to make a comment about that? Yes, I was uh, a a salesperson at a well known hotel chain, a Holiday Inn, and I was not only well, I was the only um, black in the group of about uh, I guess ten of us, oh, and boy. then I was a black woman, so I got oh, to strikes. So um my manager, who was a direct called the director, had this habit of just telling jokes. He was just supposed to be Mr. Funny. He felt like he his
5: that was really his
3: forte and that was what he was supposed to be doing. Um but but he was director of sales yeah. at Holiday Inn <laughs> so he's just gonna just tell jokes on the side. So that was what he did all day long. So we were we were setting all together in, in the auditorium or, the, or someplace, um, having sort of a a group meeting, but it was a lag. And, you know, we finished talking the business. And so there he goes with one of his jokes. So he takes a piece of paper and he, he draws a circle and he says, okay, guys, what is this? And then he draws a circle. And then inside the circle, he draws little, um, like, cones, you know, and then around the circle. And then in the middle of the circle he draws his dot. So you got a circle and then cones coming inside of the circle and then a little dot. And he says, What's that? And then everybody's like, I don't know. He said, That's a nigga looking up at the clan Ha <laughs> You know. And so, you know, you hear a snicker, snicker, snicker and I thought, like, did he just say what I said? He just said You know, I'm sitting here. Okay, biggest day, you know, you can't miss me and you just gave a, a nigger slash clan joke, you know. Mm-hmm. So he says, just a nigger in a hole. So I didn't tell it right because I didn't really like it. A nigger in a hole looking up at the clan. So the black dot was the black person, right? And so the little cones with the heads looking down at the black dot which was the really, uh, person of color the African person. So he laughed. And so naturally uh, I don't laugh. Very uncomfortable. And then, um, he told, he told a couple of more jokes. I thought, ah, uh, I don't think this, you know, too cool, you know, to be doing that. I'm still kind of, you know, young in my, uh, early thirties, what have you. But I'd never experienced anything like this before and I was getting uncomfortable. It's like, is this going to be an ongoing thing? You know, um, I'm going to have to say something, you know. And I don't, I'm one of these folks that I don't like confrontation. But I didn't, I don't like assaulting my people either. So then he made a joke about, uh, he said Pocahontas. And he said something about Pocahontas, Pocahontas, and then he said something about the vagina. I'm like, what? Oh boy. Yeah, that, 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 that was, took it over the edge. And I was standing there, we weren't sitting in a group, but, I was standing within earshot and he knew I heard. You know, I couldn't help but hear. In fact, as I turned slightly around, I could see his eyes look up like, you know, to try to see what my reaction was. Uh, and he, he, he. So I went into his office and I told, him I expressed what I felt about his jokes. I felt they were insensitive and disrespectful to me. He didn't like that. He waged a war against me, literally. He was dating one of the other salespersons. I had an office, but for some reason, she wanted my office, so, and he was dating her, so he took my office from her, um, gave me a new position that set me down in the middle of the, of the hotel, whereas I was to greet guests and try to get them to Oh, I remember
1: like that. that. Yes. Oh that. I was super,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've got a desk now in the middle of the hotel, you know, as people come mm-hmm. in, like I'm... Miss Hootie Tootie, what I'm a, really a sales manager, and then he changed my hours from like everybody else came in like nine, so he wanted me to come in at seven, which I'm not an early morning person. It nearly broke me. I mean, I could not. Be, it was my hair was starting to get a little thin up in the top because of all the harassment he was giving me because I spoke up, you know. But to make a, uh, to fast forward and tell you what really did happen. A Holiday Inn Corporation had to get involved because it was so apparent. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. One thing I did do once th- I may not do a lot of talking, but I do take accurate notes. So I documented each, 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 um, um, thing incident. that he did that was, yeah, incident that was, that was wrong. I documented the times that he and his lady friend got together, uh, when they were on property. Uh, I, I had everything. Over a, like a two month good
0: for you. period, good over for
3: you. a two month period, so it couldn't good be denied, and and I wish I had had some a good support system, you know, like Black Rose has now with you guys, because I really could have have really gotten a lot from that. But what they did was they just met me in one suite one night and told me, you know, come in. We'd like to have a meeting. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm by myself. And during that meeting, they said, okay, what do you want? Just like that. I want my office back. You got it. I want my hours back. You got it. Okay. Oh, oh, also, he increased my sales quota. My quota was was astronomical. So I said, I want my quota back down. He says, what do you want it to? I told him, "What The only catch was, if you go below that quota, you're at the door, you know. So I had to really kind of. Uh, within the next couple of months, get the hell up out of there. You know, but, but he, mm. he really did a whammy on me. He really did a whammy. And, uh, just so everybody would know, it got back to that joke of within the year. He was fired disgracefully for something else that he did. But I, I, I got the word because I stayed in the hotel business and everybody talked. So he was fired and I was glad of that. Comment on oh, that. Good for you. And just think of how many people have experienced something like that. You know, all yeah, That was very traumatic. That is correct. Just imagine the women on the train, on the wine train, being uh-huh. paraded through the train. Oh, like yeah. Laughing while black. Like Laughing while black. Yeah. yeah. Laughing while black. Eleven women, a part of a book club, took the wine train tour in some part of Napa, California. Napa doing? Valley,
9: Napa Valley, yeah.
3: Napa Valley, and, and enjoy the wines. And you know, when you're sampling various wines, some of the best wines. <laughs> Thank you. Right? Thank you. Right! You really, really get a little geek. Yeah, well, you're he supposed will become to become somewhat giddy. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, I hope I can become a little giddy if I came all the way to Napa Valley. And one of those ladies lives right here in Corpus Christi, Texas. So if I came yeah. all the way from Corpus Christi, Texas, yes, I reached out to her. Um, but if I come from Corpus Christi, Texas to Napa Valley, California to sip wine on your train, mm, I want to yeah. have a good time. And these ladies Thank yes, you. were accused mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. other passengers of laughing too loudly. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Are uh, you absolutely? And, and, the yeah. like and then the black. Yeah. And then the police black. black. That's them. all. Black the black. police. Black. They, they actually called the police too. Yeah. Yeah, but mostly yeah. it was not. It was not. Let's let's go back. Let's back up. It was not okay. mostly the passengers. They said it was one woman in particular. One okay, woman one in woman, particular in particular okay. had a problem.
12: And the this woman, one, okay, woman, and the
3: blue kept, the one woman kept a calling on them all the time. Oh my so Lord, Lord. The white woman so the white woman said she had more power, but see, them I would not let them get away with that because the wine company went on. They, it was on Good Morning America this morning. And the wine company said that the
12: black folks was rowdy. They was attacking the guests. Oh, please, of course. Oh, that's they, a they, lie.
3: I know. You know it. But listen, wait a minute. And so what if they weren't rowdy? They was rowdy. They said they was attacking the other guests and uh, being blitzed. So guests? then, oh, they, had yeah. back, then mm-hmm. they had to come back. But then they had to come back. Because see, you know, you got cameras on the train, And so then <laughs> they had to come. Yeah, then they had to come back and
12: say it was a mistake.
3: I want uh, to an, uh, an apology. Yes, yeah, you yeah. humiliated well,
12: me. You yeah.
3: disgraced me. so let's pick yeah, so okay, back up on the story on the other side of the break. No, you're fine. We'll pick right back up where you left off on the other side of the break because that story was a trip. When I heard that, I said, oh my God, you know we started some emailing and calling. Ooh, right. Mm. So, so now they want to say right. that the uh, break. manager
9: said that we uh, will uh, we'll,
3: we'll take a break. Here. Yes, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right.
2: This is Brother Elliot. First of time for an awakening, and you're listening to Black Talk Radio Network, New Media
11: for the New Millennium. Mm.
3: All right, and um, we are back. And we heard Delta getting ready to go lay down with somebody. Oh, my goodness. I yes. hope it's Brother Dunning. <laughs> I hope it's <yes>, Dunning. <laughs> miss me, miss your Mother,
5: <laughs> mother, mother Dunning, miss <laughs> your, your phone, phone when we have a
3: commercial. A break.
5: Look, yeah. Yes.
3: You know, I was just going to lay on and, the bed. And, and you too, uh, uh, okay. Cancer. What? what I you yeah. too. I heard you too on the what, on the what commercial you break. Say. You said no, no, blah blah said. blah 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 blah.
10: No 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 no. <laughs>
3: yeah, I heard you say something. Uh, nice. I heard you can <laughs> I, I heard it I, all I said was time
9: for commercial <laughs> break. I will wait. I will wait. Uh, don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> King
3: King, D said no, not him, not uh, him. No, okay, good. No, Let's. All right. All right.
9: But did, I did, sorry, did you tell me about this uh, sister who lived in San Antonio, who was on a cruise? Yeah, you and need to try
7: to, we need to really try to seek her out.
9: No, but this is another yes. thing. The sister was with a bunch of uh, blacks or uh, somebody other than her. Yes. Sorry,
3: her. She, was was with her she was with her family. Yes. Yes. she was with oh, her yeah, family. Oh, yeah, I remember, remember that story. Mine. Yes, 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 yes. And they were told that, uh, and ahead, you tell, you tell. they were yes, they were in the line, you know, for the buffet, and everyone was allowed to um place their place on a tray, like a, a large serving tray. Everyone except for the one little lone black family on this whole cruise, which was her family. And so they told her family no, you have to carry your plates to the table. And they were like, why? Everybody else can have trays. And they were just like, but you have to carry yours. Just like very matter of factly, like, uh, those are the rules. <laughs> black folks don't yeah. get a chance to have a tray. You know, it was crazy. And see, she was one of these type of black people that, um, always excuse white people for all of their craziness and bull crap that they put us through and the oppression and oh black people just need to just you know pull themselves up by their bootstraps and if black people are suffering it's their own fault and it's nobody's fault and then it's none of this and it's none of that and none of that that happened so long ago kind of black people you know yeah kind of black person you know uh-huh. think because mm-hmm. she has a little state job and all this and that right. and she's doing fine right. and the rest Everything of you black people right? just need to try take to much. get it together it don't take much. right yeah. so yeah she was slapped into reality um with that one and um i said yeah so you, you, you kind of seeing what i'm saying now right you're getting a picture getting more of a visual yeah. and and You're saying that this is really real. I'm not just crazy. I'm not delusional. We do have a call. Let's take a call. Hello. Welcome in. Peace. Welcome in to the Lotus Place. Well, greetings,
7: ladies and gents. This is Sarah. Hello, Hello.
3: Sarah.
7: Uh Greetings, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Bring it oh, on, bring,
1: on bring, bring it on, on, in. Bring it yeah.
7: on. <laughs> yes, yes. Drop Kenzie, some knowledge. Drop yes, some ben, knowledge. Aisha. What oh. What's your name? Aja? Is that your correct name? Yes. Uh huh. Aja. Okay. Aja. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Rose. Well, ladies, yes. this um, let me start off by saying, you know, um, this is Cassie. What you doing on this program? This is supposed to be a women's program. You'll see it. Oh, those, I was told. I was told they, to they want some balance. They want some so they called me okay. so, <laughs> Hey, okay.
9: hey, hey!
10: Nobody,
7: nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, you know. Okay, we're, I, going, uh, for the, we're going for the. We are going for the my, Okay, so we we will let you, you. Yes. be the we'll let you be the piece of bologna between this sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. That's a good <laughs> one. <laughs> but, but, ladies, since y'all are speaking about um, Mother Dunning, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. Where's Miss Hattie?
3: Is she I okay? I think no out of she's, she's,
7: traveling. she's traveling
3: back in. Back oh, she's traveling. Now. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Now, she, Brother she, Brown she is wood. on the line. I don't know why. Oh, I Mr. Brown is on there too? I didn't yes. hear him. Yes. Father Brown, I have your mic up oh, behind him. Okay. Mr. Brown. Hang
0: on,
11: don't...
3: Well, hey, hey, the mic been open. Oh Lord. To be quiet and like brown okay. No, okay. Sarah gotta speak. Sarah just called in. She's the caller. <laughs> no, I'm She's the caller.
7: Okay. Okay. Well, well, we got idiot. we have two, we have two pieces of bologna there to go with the sandwich.
3: Thank well, you. Let's hear yeah, it. Let's
7: hear it. ocean sandwich. Yes, no, this is a wheat bread. No, this is not an old white bread. This is two pieces of bologna, and wheat bread. Thank you. No, yeah, no, no, dough. no. got oh, no. Wow. Sweet. You got a brisket of cheese beef. on it. You got a brisket <laughs> of, <laughs> it. You a brisket oh, of <laughs> beef. between, uh, oh,
0: Lord.
6: oh, this is gonna take the cheese. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
7: okay, okay. we'll Good go with a brisket.
0: Um,
7: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, what I wanted to touch on, uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Brown, you right over there. Well, you in Maryland, you you close to where all this action took place today. That they have been playing up in the media with this um, reporter, the cameraman that was allegedly killed on on site by this black person that they're saying did the killing. And wow. my whole spirit is telling me that there's something off about this whole scenario. That I was discussing with my husband. Because one thing that really popped out to me, because you saw on a couple of the footage, you keep seeing this man. They showing you that this guy filmed himself as he was pointing the guns at these people, and nobody paid attention to him. You know, he he. You could see the hands with the gun pointing it, and the hand looked like it's a it's a Caucasian hand to me. It don't look like it's it's a light skin black person looking at the hand. It does. The shot. It
3: does. He's fair nice skinned but yes, that does look like a... Hmm. He's, he's light-skinned, but know the
7: that, that with he is light. And right. then yeah, the freeze frame, yeah, the freeze-frame image of the man that they took, and they said, okay, this is the suspect we're looking for. It looked like a Caucasian male that was um, freeze in that image. And then all of a sudden, they popped up on there showing us this black man that they said is a disgruntled employee that claimed racism. And plus, he happens to be gay. So here we go again, a black gay man claiming yeah. um, discrimination and <laughs> yeah. racism. Yeah. That, you know, they got to put these two together. They got to put black and gay in the same picture. You know, with the LBGTQ. Exactly. You know, with Take care of two things. Two two things with one, two birds, you know, hit two birds with one stone. Because we got this transgender mess going on right now with the LBGTQ. So they have to throw him in there, being gay, and the racism right. part. And play on that angle and saying, okay, he stalks these people. But you're seeing that here it is that you heard this man say, "Pop, pop" with a gun, and he shot. It looked like he shot the female first, and she ran off because you hear him. She like this man was at close range with a weapon, and she just ran off. And the other lady she was interviewing, she was there. You didn't see no splashing, no blood splattering, or nothing. The cameraman that they say they get shot. You know what? People can, people can call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but dealing in this country and black people, we are we are the case of a conspiracy as black people in this country. I don't believe that this happened because this, these people are some very good actors. Because once again, this black man that they said he committed suicide, he killed himself when the cops were closing in on him. This is the same scenario that they played out with Christopher Dorner. Because then when you read man's yeah. manifesto,
1: he is go. saying uh-huh.
7: that this started off with the Charleston shooting that what happened with these people in the church in Charleston, it was his impetus uh-huh. for him to get started, that he had bullets with these victims' initial cards on the bullets that he used. This sounds like a whole intel psychop to me. This sounds like a psychological, a psychop game that they are playing because they got a in the angle that he was, you know, he, 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 he wanted to, to door, Dylan Roof. Um, type deal, and they they have to throw me that put a black man as a killer, he gotta be gay, and then he gotta be dead because, and then of course, he got a, oh, yes. um, a manifesto that he put out here and detailing everything, just like with Christopher yeah. Warner, he details everything yeah. wrong with him, yeah. but he's not alive hmm. to refute and say exactly why right. they put this stuff out here. So, I exactly. am not buying it what they're saying because this something like, because Virginia is where they got that. They said, again. Langley, Virginia is where the CIA headquarters out there. They got mm-hmm. all of them, you know, the, the mm-hmm. Defense Intelligence Agency, they all out there in the Virginia area. Don't forget that guy, that of uh, Virginia Tech, where this Korean guy went on this case and shoot up the school, of that camp, all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah, all of that stuff came yeah. out of the, um, came out of, um, the Virginia area. I am not. I mm-hmm. am not buying this story that they're running. They are. These people are pulling a fast one because the stock market was doing crazy things. These people are oh, stealing yeah. money. They're they're robbing money from our pension <laughs> funds and they're doing all the other stuff. They're doing with yeah, us. Yes, and they're controlling Yes, yeah, they're controlling this mass shooting. Get you sidetracked with this freak show of you focusing on this shooting going on while exactly. you're playing with your money. While they're playing yes, around huh. in Congress, yes. which talking about gun control, because the first thing Terry McAuliffe comes out of his mouth with, they want to talk about gun control. So while yes. they're doing all of these things up in there, you focusing on this shooting there. Right. These people are trying to pull a pull a heist on you because don't forget this is this is the seventh year they did the same thing every seven years. They want to go ahead and crash this economy and, and you know and take a, yes. b- a bunch of money. And run off it. Mm-hmm. And they look like yeah. this is the year that they're about, because they did it in 2008. They're about to start doing the same thing now in this particular year. So don't lose focus. because Even the guy, look, the guy even kind of look like Christopher Dorna ish. They're both light skin, heavy set black men.
3: Yeah, they're they sure like are. Like Christopher Dorner. Yeah. Okay. Mm. You know, I just don't Yeah,
7: you had a very keen observation, Sarah.
3: Mm-hmm. Very keen you, up.
7: Look, you, know, you you I'm can you can help, but you know, being in the military and, and working like this, you just don't leave the military behind you like this. And to me, red flags immediately went up because because first of all, they didn't say. I I thought it was a guy because when I heard it a guy named Flanagan the Third, I said okay, this some crazy ass uh-huh. white boy to go and do the usual thing that he went and they did. Because don't <laughs> forget, you know, there's only black people when this killing happened that we always end up dead either getting killed by the police or he commits suicide. But this crazy guy mm-hmm. James Holmes up there in Colorado, this man got three thousand years to judge gave him like three thousand years. So he even even live to see seventy years in prison, but he just taxed up give the man in essence a three thousand years sentence to prison sentence he gave this man today. Three
3: thousand years he
7: killed, Who? he killed yes, the judge in Colorado, the Aurora shooter, the Batman shooter in Aurora oh. Colorado. The judge gave the man what amounts to like 3,000 years in the prison sentence. That's what he gave him. You know, trying to be over dramatic with the sentence. And then, you know, but but, but this man lived. This man killed like 12 people in that movie theater, had on body armor. They didn't shoot him, they didn't beat him up, they didn't tase him, they didn't do nothing to this white boy. And he walked out of there very much alive, every hair in place.
0: The same thing happened in in
7: Arizona. With a Jerry Hoffner. He shot he killed a judge. He killed a United States Congresswoman Gabby Gifford. Not That's a true. thing happened to this boy. This boy's in a mental asylum software. kidding and grinning like you know, like the Joker from Batman and high, uh, <laughs> high on higher medication. He's still alive.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But black people were, mm-hmm. couple of people. Yes. You're you know you doing you doing Facebook. You doing Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> He's on yeah, Twitter. And Twitter. And Twitter. Yeah. You're I don't not that just phone. That, that crap. Mm. Yeah, and and like you said, I was able to just walk right up on him with the gun. Yeah. How, know how did he
7: know you that. The, woman, the woman in the white jacket. Um. Um. The woman in the white jacket that she was interviewing, she was facing the gunman, so she should have been the first one to see this man coming. on um, This Thank man you. pointing a gun. Because mm-hmm. the reporter was focused I'll on to, to the woman, the cameraman was was backing the gunman and he was panning the scenery below, taking videos of the scenery. But the woman in the white coat, she was facing the gunman. She should have been the first one to see the gunman and scream and say, he got a gun, he got a gun or something to that effect. She didn't do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. This man just, mm-hmm. you know, cause you saw the man waving the gun in his hand. He kept, he pointed a gun and he pulled his hands back. He pointed and he pulled his hands back in the video. So you're going to tell me that this woman who was interviewing you, you 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 see a black man. First of all, it's a black man. <laughs> if it was a black man. Yeah, yeah, thing, I'm you, you immediately want to focus on him because you want to know, well, what is this nigga doing up here? Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, how did he how know? How did he know?
9: How, how did he know her assignment and to be at the exact spot? Yeah, exactly. pick the mark?
3: Exactly. Yeah, that's what they that's what they trying to figure out. They're trying to say somebody told him where they were.
7: No, they're saying that they um they did an earlier show in the morning, um showing, you know, on where they were on location and they said he probably was watching the news and got that information from when they did the earlier show, the first portion of the show, to know where they was at and he decided to show up at that location. That still does not ring make no damn sense to me. Because a black man with a gun dressed all in black that showed up there with a gun, this white woman in this white coat that was facing him, she would have focused on him because if you see a black man walked up to you, you would immediately would have focused on him and said, but what is this nigga doing here? Then when you see this man waving a gun, you would have said, he got a gun. And you would have started Mm. ducking. But then it it, it, didn't happen. So so this, this was a playbook Another false flag operation that was ran oh, by the CIA or, or one of these other um, people, one, not Start. one of those psychop that it ran just as like they mm-hmm. did in California with Christopher Dorner. They ran another one of these drills on black people, and a lot of people focusing on it because I keep hearing all this other black folks. Okay? Well, oh, you know, you, y'all trying to say that black people don't have mass killers. I'm not saying we don't have mass killers. But everybody's all focusing on this boy, you know. Everybody want to show what good niggas they are, oh, 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 Mr. Charlie. We 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 some good Negroes. We ain't like that crazy um boy that went and shoot up them that perfectly good white woman and that white man. We ain't like that. Everybody, you know, that, 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 that's 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 what they all focusing on. Uh, but they keep they keep forgetting about themselves and what they went through. They forgot about the Trayvon Martins, the Eric Gardner's. You're oh, no. talking yes. about our ancestors that got lynched and murdered and killed. Because Virginia yes. is a prime ground where they did a whole oh, lot of killing of oh, black people in Virginia. Oh, Not turn them on. This is Black August of all things.
9: Not yes, right. yes. Tell it. Tell it. Let's be clear. You know, we dealing oh, with oh. some, you know, uh, Richard Pryor said it all when he said, White man said so must be true. That's our mentality, mm-hmm. and we don't question mm-hmm. nothing that the white man says so. So we uh, have uh, uh, uh. this drama from with the uh, stock the stock market. Uh, China mm-hmm. still not stabilized yet, so okay. they have to have a distraction. And what yep. been a distraction mm-hmm. to blame it on a, a crazed black man that um, took out two lives. Like yeah. And as she was very popular in the studio.
0: <laughs> blonde he hair, white described woman, you know, as a
3: disturbed, you know. disturbed uh, killer, and all of this, and they're described as exactly. young. You know, like they were like yeah, young, you know, like eighteen and nineteen. She's
7: twenty-four. They she's 30. a beautiful <laughs> right. woman. Yeah. You know, they always say that about them. They of, have the all, same all, all, script.
3: All the oh shit. They say the same script about all of their white women. She was beautiful, talented, or beautiful and brilliant. Very, very same popular thing. They always popular. say this.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: But they always say the same thing about them. And they can be just the most ugliest, okay. uh, uh, uh broke down, don't have any sense, evil people. And they'll still say, oh, she was beautiful, brilliant, beautiful and talented, and all of this. She's Do the a white lie, woman. Lie. Oh. Yeah.
7: That's all she gotta be a blonde hair, skinny white woman and she she as the white man says she's the white man prize. But the thing yeah, is they if you wanna go with that with that exactly with that bogus um so called manifesto that they said he wrote and he was they said that he detailed that rich discrimination, he was he left some station in Florida that he worked at and he cra- he claimed discrimination um racism and discrimination at that job mm-hmm. and then when he was fired from this job back in 2003 and he claimed the same thing that he was discriminated against and I can believe that he probably had, had issues with the only black person there that they call and refer to him as a monkey and all all, all these kind of things he alleged because they said when he was fired the, the police they called the police to the station to escort him out the building because they thought that he was going to go and do something you know drastic. But then that's folks in Canty. Right there in New York, they had that white man that got fired from the Department of Labor, and he went there in New York about a week ago. And he shot, and he killed, um, the security guard was a black person that they killed at yeah, that, that building. He tried to go back up into that building and kill his employer because he got fired. You didn't see that in the news talking about this this, this white man that went on a job and shoot up that plane? Nope. Right.
9: Nope. Very keen. I'm and the that was a federal said. building. Very keen observation. You know, he had uh, exactly where he wanted to go and who he wanted to pick off. Uh, I tell you, boy.
3: Which one? You talking we, about this? The young man today?
9: Yeah.
3: Candy. No, 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 no.
9: There was an, no, old, there was an older week. man. An older man. Who older was, white uh, man last week. Yeah. Uh, who was uh, disgraced oh, okay. because I think he was either fired or was. He uh,
7: got fired kid. from the Department of Labor. Yes, I in seen New York. that too.
9: And he's at the he part where he is. There with he's a trying, gun. Yeah, he's he's ready to retire. not too far away. And like uh, you know, they started messing with him at the at the at the critical junction. When he's about to retire. Uh-huh.
0: So now he's
9: losing his pension, and he's uh picked yeah. off. That uh, did he kill himself or he uh was shot by the police?
7: I don't know what happened with him, but all I do know is he went over there and he going um, to the building. He's a man he didn't die. He was a black person. He was a black security guard yeah, at the building who got killed. Yes. It
9: was yes. a
7: black man. That's right.
9: That's right. So this, this white man was still having his day in court. But uh, we see these are some perilous times, and uh, this government is going down like the Titanic and they will use anyone, especially a black person, uh, this young man, they say he was gay, but the idea is that it is to besmirch the character of the man. No one in the family is going to come forth to uh, defend his uh, honor. No one's going to say how he might have been driven to this because he doesn't fit the characteristics of having a kind of mentality prior to this incident. So he probably was driven into being a madman because he had no way of addressing his grievance. I and mean, when you have no but, way... But you know what,
7: EEOC um, denied his claim. And, and he the EEOC um, always um, denies employment. any type yeah. of race claim. Race claims, so he said I he was denied, it. he filed
3: it, and, and they denied mm-hmm.
7: it.
9: Yeah, so they knew what they were doing to... He was, again, that word, targeted. White folks believe in mm-hmm. legal things. And military science. He was military science. This man was targeted. They wanted to destroy him because he had the audacity and the unmitigated goal to sue.
3: Mm. And
9: his former I w- boss.
3: I want to ask this person right him. here, um, this caller here at, um, 281 Have you ever experienced, um, any type of like, Discrimination um, in the workplace, or or just felt like as a black woman you uh, were discriminated against um, in any kind of way, or, or, or the way I always look at it is the cultural the whole cultural appropriation thing. Um, our lips too big, eyes so wide and so so big, and butt so big, you know. But oh, in the braids, you know, when Bo Derek had her braids and it was cute and fashionable and everybody's raving about this little, whoever, one of these Kardashian little baby sisters, or she wear braids or, uh, her lips and all of this. And we have full lips. We have hips. We have booty. always have had, it. always have had. It. Right. F- right. And, and it's always like, um, you know, like with Sarah Bartman, um, we're, we're, uh, like a circus clown or something like that. But then, hell, everybody, all the white men love us, but the media will portray us as fat and too dark and ugly and hair. And so we feel like we have mm-hmm. to wear the weave and, um, straighten our hair or, you know, be a certain size to be accepted and, mm-hmm. um, be a certain way. I'm gonna find that article. Um. You end up with food disorders. Oh yes, yeah. all kinds of uh, stress problems and things like that. So call a uh, call a two eight one. Your mic is open. Have you ever experienced anything like that that you would like to share?
12: On the job.
3: On the job, or just in life, period. Or you experience? Are you? Or are you saying you experienced it on the job?
12: On the job, from your own color or your own race. You know it's bad when you, when you got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. your own race to try to get you fired. Sometimes your own race to try to uh, discriminate you and have sex with you. your own race. Uh-huh. You know if we can get back to where we once were, if we can only get back to where we once were, where the men respected us more. Not right. even a, My helping us with these kids. We almost have mm. to get together and help one another.
3: Mm-mm.
12: Women have I'm to get together you. and help one another because help, the men...
3: Le- oh, Lord, have mercy. Honey, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I like what you're saying. Yes, Go
12: ahead. Um. And, I mean, the unity of the men there's not a lot of men's left that have the unity. So the wow. older men have to teach the younger men what to do instead of teaching them to just focus on having sex with women. Right. And oh. learn how to go back and treat your females, not only just black, Mexicans, so whatever female that you choose to have, treat them right. With dignity.
7: Well, well if I, I could interject um, here right. to the to the to the lady who was just speaking, this this is not going to sound real popular, but we give birth to these sons. They spend more time with us as women. If we don't raise our sons to be respectful of women, since we're the ones who raised them and they came out of our wombs, you can't. We can't just pass it on to the man and say, okay, the man got to do this and the man got to do that. As Tupac said in his song, "You, you, we, um, a woman gave birth to you. You got named by a woman, and a woman raised to you. And some mm-hmm. of us have fallen down on our jobs as black women with these, with these children that we have, because the way that I hear how some, some black women speak to their children about get your, get your ugly ass here, you know, good oh, like yeah. your father, and all this kind of yeah. stuff." Yes, then you, then that. you could understand why a lot of these boys out here they run around with this disrespect and they hate black women. And the first chance they get, they're gonna find a Mexican or Asian or whoever else to get hooked up with. We can't blame them mm. if, if black women give birth to these children and we don't show them that they need to honor and respect the black womb that bore them.
12: Right. You've got a good I'm point. not speaking of the young ones, I'm speaking of the older guys. Well, they don't people. get
7: old. They don't born old. They get, they're they born young, and then they got to get into old
12: men like that. If it wouldn't be for, if it wouldn't be for the district attorney office, it'll be a whole lot of black women out here trying to struggle taking care of their kids if it wouldn't be for that. Um. But,
7: uh, but you see, but once again, I have to bring back the oldest some black women, because um we choose these men. We make that choice because we carry these children for nine months. You choose who you want to have sex with, and you choose who you want to be unprotected with in order to get pregnant. The, yeah, the, the man laid on with you and he helped make this child.
12: But you also you have see the choice you have on you that, as a woman. You have people that have been with you for years. I've heard ladies tell me they've been with their husband for years. And they husband ran off with them with somebody else. And but if a they lot of times grown,
7: you know what you got. Best. You know, a lot of uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to sound on popular tonight. But black women, you know, we have got to take the onus of ourselves and the the condition that we get it. Because a lot of times we know the type of men that we got. But you said, okay, you're going to fix him. You're going to groom him. He's not a child. He's not your child. You didn't give birth to this man. If this man comes to you all crooked and bent up and you know that he's no good, but you said you're going to work with him. Are you going to try and reform him? And then all of a sudden he run off on you five, ten years later for another woman. Then whose fault is it? Because you know what you had. You know you was no good from the get-go.
3: Yes, okay, let me talk on that, Miss Dale. You is absolutely correct. If you know a snake, why you gonna put the snake in your car mm-hmm. and when you know the snake is causing it? I don't I don't know That's that. Right. And when I say parson let me break it down to you, the old-fashioned Okay, order. well, oh, okay. Hold on, Delta. Delta, we'll break it down to us <laughs> right on the other side of this break, and you have it. You can just go at it, I promise. Let's just take our last quick break. I want to hear you talk about this snake in the car. And she always has some kind of something she's saying. Thank you, break. Don't tell that snake. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Snake, yo, you know she like
2: the snake. <laughs> Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com, dot helping you filter through the noise. Real talk, black talk.
3: All right.
12: And we are back, Delta. Now tell us about yes, this snake, yes. and... Let me okay. tell you one thing. When you
3: see a snake and you know a snake is poison, and you Uh-oh. take that snake and bring that snake up in your bed, you
0: looking Uh-oh. for trouble.
3: Now let me, now let me break this snake down. When you know this snake ain't got no job, when you know this snake ain't got no uh-uh. car, when you know this snake ain't got nowhere to stay, and when you know this snake can't pay no light bill, when you know this <laughs> snake can't pay no no water bill, when you know this snake can't buy no soap after he dust you off on your behind and then then he can't buy the soap to wash it off, then when you bring that snake home he eat up your food stamp. When you bring that snake mm. home, he sit on your couch and get your children's uh Nintendo game or whatever that game is and play it from sun up to sundown and you I brought that snake home. Or you ain't brought yourself nothing but a snake of trouble. So who fault is that? And I agree mm-hmm. with Miss Sarah one hundred percent. I am not finna get with a snake, and I got to work and take care of a snake. The devil is a lie, and I'm not finna do it. And this is what's wrong with a lot of these young girls' now. I already have the most ugliest man. He's so ugly, I can't hardly look at him. But I guarantee you one thing, if that ugly man work and take care of me, that's what you call a They want something looking good.
10: Mm-hmm. They want
3: something that, uh, that, and then they got the nerve. Oh, my God. They got the nerve enough to be at the grocery store, swiping their food stamp <laughs> card, and he riding, he's walking around in the store, holding his hands up while you yeah. making With toys. his house shoes and, on. Exactly. And you With his house shoes on. Here, and you grinning from ear to ear and think you, got, your Grace you redone, got yourself like last month. Oh, baby, you ain't got yourself nothing. All they want mm-hmm. something is to lay between they legs and you looking for trouble. And I am not finna go get nobody who I got to work and take care of cause don't nobody love to buy clothes more than me and don't nobody love to go more than me and you think when my husband died and he left me where I can take care of myself I'm gonna go get something that gonna come up in here and lay up in here the devil is a lie I that's agree death, with I, you cause let me tell you one thing You, oh, let me break it down I hate to say this but I'm a Christian woman lord have mercy
12: you can get a piece of dick anywhere
3: anywhere that's right They'll give
12: it to you free all
3: day long. Yeah, that's
12: true though,
7: Well, yeah. I got the thats all the young girls want. Exactly. And, I, I, and, and you've
3: got to start from home. One man. They need a man. They
12: got to have a baby. Every man they meet, they have a baby with it. Why, you you have know, a baby why do they, they a move them
3: in? Why do they move them like, in like two home? days after they meet them? No, but you babe, should never bring a man, man to move first into day, your house.
7: He should never come into your house. He should provide day. a place for you. A man should always like I mean, my father told us, you know, God rest his soul and my mother was the same way too. My parents' marriage were arranged. My father was sixteen years older than my mother. And their marriage were arranged. And they stayed they stayed married until my father died. And they uh, and my my mother um my mother lived. Um, she lived exactly 16 years. I said. I said. This, I said this was. I said this got to be karma because my father was 16 years older than her, and she lived exactly 16 years after he trans. After he transitioned, before my mother transitioned behind him. I said. Oh. I, I guess. I guess he came back and he got you because that's what we were telling him when she was. I said. I said, mommy. I said, you see daddy somewhere around here because if he is, you mm-hmm. need to tell him he needs to go on about his business because you're ready to go yet. Because he came mm-hmm. back exactly 16 years and he got her. But my father always told us, he, he, said, uh, he said a man could lay down in the street naked and get up the next day and still be a man. But he said a woman, he said a woman oh, could all she got to do, she get one chance to be disrespectful, um, get caught yeah, drinking so or smoking, and you forever going to lose your status as being um, a woman or a lady. So he, told, always said, he said just be careful of what you do.
3: And let me tell you something, let me tell you something. I have three sons, and now let me tell you something about my son. I got one son, he got tattoos from his wrist all the way up to his shoulder. And then I got another boy, he may got about two, and I got another boy got one. You know, what my boys tell me, they don't want, they don't want that have a tattoo on their body. Not a
7: woman. Mm-hmm.
3: My boys don't even date a woman that got a tattoo on their body.
7: I didn't date them either. When I was in the market of date, I did not date a man. If you got a piercing on you, if a man got a, got his ears pierced, I wouldn't even look at you. If a man got tattooed, I don't look at you either. But if a man wears too much jewelry on him, I don't want you because, first of all, I'm not looking for another woman. I like a man. I like dick. I don't want a, a man that's that <laughs> in the mirror more times than me because you're always up and in the I mirror fixing your hair no, and doing everything nice. else. Wearing all this flashy jewelry <laughs> and clothes and, and and um all these pastel colors.
3: No, no, I wear
7: then, pastel, not then. you.
12: And then they ain't got enough
3: salt. You ain't even got enough salt to come put in my grit and stir my grit. You ain't even got no enough right. black pepper to salt my. Eating. You better get out of my face. Yeah, talking to the phone a little bit better. You oh, play yeah,
7: because you sound I, in distance. You sound like you echoing. Yes. You
3: and, and, and it I said, why would you want a man that can't even throw salt into your grit and can't even throw black pepper on your eggs? Mm, I know. Now, oh, so, I but, now, that's, modi- that's Yes, modi- Mr. Brown, we haven't
7: spoken all night. Let Mr. Brown ahead,
3: get his feet I'm sorry. go ahead, Mr. Brown. I'm sorry.
11: Yeah, first, first I want to say, I want to thank everybody for their prayers while I was going through my health issues because uh, I'm doing pretty good now. Uh, the next thing is that when we look at these young boys, and I hear what everybody had to say, I blame that primarily on not on the males, but on the conditions that the black male has been placed in. Okay, when the black male in the early 60s and late 50s was taken out of the home environment through sociology. They, the woman, the black woman, was given a, a check. She was given free food, free health care, and a section 8 or public housing community home. White sociologists were saying to our women, you do not need a black. That was the ruinization of the black male that happened over 50 years ago. So when you look at that transition, there are always cases where you have black men who have been very responsible to their family. But I think a coin has two sides. You got heads and tails. There are some unscrupulous black women out here who are just as snaky and go there as we have unscrupulous black men. And there are some women out there who make things real hard for black men.
0: Because
11: I had one of those women, and I worked hard and took care of my family. But my first wife never intended to help me. And I struggled many years. So, at the end of our relationship, I was always it as the bad person. I paid every bill in my house. I took care of all of my children. I made sure all of my children graduated from school. I made sure all of them attended college, so they eventually decided not to go. I paved the way for my children. But I got the bad So, it's not all about the black men. Like I said, it's two sides of every coin. You got some women out here that are just as derog and snakish as some of these men that's supposed the gunning talks about. So we have to look at this as something that has happened to black women. See, we have Mr. Mark. You got these young boys in there. Running around with these funny looking haircuts. They done in the middle of their hair red. They went skinny jeans. And this <laughs> is the effeminate, the of, of the egg egg black male. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. See,
11: yeah. And, 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 uh, I'm just got some meeting tonight. But we're dealing with a situation up here in Salisbury, Maryland. Where the young, the young kids between the ages of 16 and 12 are hanging out after 1 o'clock at night. Okay, now this is a high crime area, but there's not a lot of murders on these for sure. So, there's something else that we have looked at. There has been an eradication of crack cocaine. You can't even qualify crack dealers. Crack dealers are being replaced by heroin. And the heroin that they are putting on the street that our people, that our young people are using, it is laced with a painkiller. Which means most people that use these drugs. There's a high overdose of drugs in the state of Maryland. Exactly. Yeah,
7: horse tranquilizer. That's what they laced it with. Yeah. They're,
11: they're, they're horse lacing, tranquilizer. Kind of tranquilizer. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm feeling what they and were I, doing. And I keep way. hearing
3: about an abundance of meth being, um, being uh uh, uh, uh uh deliberately put in the black community, just like uh crack, in the same method that well, crack was know, distributed. Most
11: most of the people, most of the people that smoke smoke meth, smoke meth, that's white people. Mm-hmm. Very few black people smoking meth. White and Hispanic, correct? Yeah, that's I right. Believe, I Mr. I, well. I live in, I live in the country and right next to my house, about 10 years ago, there was a guy that was making nothing. House. And he got locked up and the bank foreclosed on the house and somebody else bought it and tore it down and the guy built another house right next to me. But me and my wife, proud of me getting married, we went in there, she went in there one day and she said she saw all these bottles of lie and stuff like that. Uh, she said, "I uh, wonder what." Uh, uh, and she said, "I wonder what they doing." And I told her, "Don't ever go in that house again." Uh-huh. Poises,
3: it's a poison? The like, poison? Her?
11: Well, not only that. Uh, he could come. He could come in the house and catch her in there and kill her. Or he could blow and up because knows. a
7: lot of them places they blow up with those messes. Oh, very table. I was, I was
11: uh-huh. getting to that because when they cook their stuff. And because of the contents that they use, which is highly flammable, it actually turns into a bomb. And we have had several houses up here on the east, eastern shore where people have been cooking that stuff in trailers. And the whole trip will just blow up and disintegrate. Or They're trying up. to
3: be like, um, what's that show? What was that show? Uh, Breaking Bad. Um, yeah, a lot of people make that meth out. in those trailers and those little meth homes, and um,
0: yeah.
3: I hear that it has a very, very pungent, distinct smell. Well, they got a lot so,
11: of them.
3: well, you know, I know yeah. that um, it's, it's mostly been a drug that uh, a lot of white people have been, uh, yeah. I guess, partying they with or it, whatever, engaging they in. They
11: call it. They call it hillbilly crack.
3: Oh, really mm-hmm. Crack. I've heard it called so many different things. But the thing about it is, this this mess is what I'm hearing. Um, You know, okay, say for instance, who is that? Nelly and Lil Wayne, they have had these stories attached with a uh, mess attached to them. And so it's like a promotion to, you know, the young black community. Oh, mess is, you know, something cool, you know, um, Maybe you should try some meth. You know, it's, it's so again the psychological warfare, all of this, you know, promotion of, mm-hmm. just some of the promotion of syrup and and all that, sipping on some syrup, make some songs about it. Oh, so it's cool now to you know get high on some codeine and you know, so it's the, the same thing is going on with this meth. What I'm hearing, so I really want to look deeper into that. But I tell you, look, tell mm-hmm. your children. Your loved ones, don't let anybody bring that mess around them because I'm telling you it's it's a strategy once again because we've already suffered these generations. Has has anyone noticed that the young children coming up, they can't they just do not have like critical thinking skills. It's like they' mm-hmm. some of them are just very, very um hmm, you know, it's it's, it's like they're this, they're, they're, they're rationalization and thinking it's just not there anymore like, like it was with us you know we were children and we were very inquisitive and we read, just, we read something books different that I, 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 I remember girls. us as children versus these children they have to now and game, I don't know if it's man. all the vaccinations and the hormones and the food or the stress of being black you know no, distractions walking while black and breathing while black, while black or what so, of, I I would like to hear from of, somebody else, too, on that. Is a any, a it's it just me, we
11: have, we have two things that has, have hurt these kids. One of them has been lead contamination in their system, living in old houses where the paint had lead-based paint in it. Did I lose
3: everybody? Now, no, we
7: still hear it. Um, you, you, you can't hear us. Mr. Brown was speaking.
11: Hello. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm
3: here. Go ahead. Okay. She must can't hear. Go ahead, Mr. Vile. So I want to oh, know—is that just me? Oh, uh, Black Rose.
2: We just lost her. Hold on, while I get her back. Okay. Oh, uh, please. Thank God, come.
7: Scotty is there. Hey, Sarah. Go. Hey, Scotty.
2: <laughs> okay. I, all right. Just a second, it's calling her now.
3: Okay. So anyway, All right. those what those was, are my thoughts what, from there. So yeah, what are your thoughts?
11: What what I was saying is that we have to look at. Crack cocaine came on the scene 35 years ago, uh-huh. by
0: design, uh-huh. 1980.
11: Okay, that was 35 years. Look at the people that were addicted to crack cocaine. We had millions uh-huh. of people in our community. Okay, now what this did in the plan of the government was to dysfunction our children. Yeah. And the majority yeah. of the people that smoke crack, crack cocaine, we're dealing with a <coughs> uh, Children. spirit Children. of mm-hmm. Now, yeah. the adults that were using it, they got pregnant. So we're dealing with a spirit of hopelessness. Our people mm. have a spirit mm. of hopelessness. So when they turn uh. to this crack cocaine, which was a $10 high, what it mm. did was it messed up their mind. Okay. okay, and then you had these people having children, you understand me, and the children were messed up. So then That's after right.
9: 35,
11: after 35 years, the long range plan, he, all of this plays into the element of genocide.
0: Uh-huh.
11: All of this plays into the element of genocide. And they found out that the easiest way to eliminate the African I believe, that, Mr. Brown, out, of this, I believe out of this country now, I'm, I'm going to say something about these tattoos. And I'm not trying to defend anybody. I'm going just tell the truth. Nobody, our black men have, have no idea what a tattoo is that goes for the men and the women. Because what they don't understand, see, when you don't teach your, when your children don't know their history and the mistakes of their history, and we're not teaching them. And I'm going to say something, them, listen, I'm not talking about anybody's religion. I want to make that perfectly clear, but I have to make this statement.
0: That's when right. We have,
11: when we have continued to teach our children what our slave masters indoctrinated to us, it makes our children dysfunctional because they don't know their history. The history of the tattoos, as we call it, is nothing but a slave market, and I'm going to tell you why. That's right.
0: That's right. I've
11: been been working with you for over 30 years. What the federal government did, because of all this gang-related activity in the last 35 years, what they did was every black male that gets incarcerated or gets charged, they make them strip man to nothing. And I remember they made Michael Jackson script and they took naked pictures of him. Yep. That wasn't, that wasn't an isolated event. Oh, Every goodness. black male, this, this was a federal law that was passed. Every black male that gets incarcerated has to script and get pictures taken up his body to determine their identifying tattoos on him to identify him with a gang. That's a law.
7: Now, That's on the track you. That's how they track you in the system, by your tattoos. That is your slave that's right, Mr. Yeah, Because That's right. that was, Because right. one of the first things they ask you when they arrest you, do you have any tattoos? Once you say yes, they take a picture of it and they put it in their database and now they got you and they to track you by that tattoo.
11: Right. But well, not only that, they don't even ask you no more. They just tell you to take all your clothes off. They examine you and if they got any tattoos, that's a plus. If you don't, they make you put your clothes back on. But if they find any tattoos, I don't care where it is on your body, they take a picture of you once you're locked up in charge. and, and, And this thing about the earring in the ear, people don't even know where that comes from. Years ago, when we were slaves, one of the ways to identify a slave was to put a hole in his ear. Because if you put a hole in a male's ear, wherever he went, he could be tracked by that hole in his ear because that means that your slave, you had a master, and you will be returned to your master. If you these young boys don't know anything about that. That goes well, to uh, Michael Jordan. You know, that goes, that goes a, to a lot of times, that
3: put it. A lot of times, like we like we know, you know, um <clears throat> the history just wasn't told. We didn't sit down. There was a break. Right, and, well, that's and, what I'm saying. Know, people didn't. They, they didn't learn I got, that. that wasn't passed on.
11: I know, see, some man, I know some men. I know some men forty. I know some men fifty, sixty years old running around there with diamonds. And a guy told me one day, you know, he's a very dear friend of mine. He told me, he said, man, you know, I uh, when I get some money, I'ma step up my earring game. I didn't understand what he we was talking about. So I asked uh-huh. him. I said, what do you mean your earring game? He said, well, you know, uh, I got a quarter carried in my ear. I'ma buy me a. I'm gonna buy me a whole carrot. and I said, Well, what is the purpose of? It? Uh,
0: what is well, the purpose
11: of you putting? What is the purpose of you putting earrings in your ear? The next thing I'm gonna hit on real quick is the, the Virginia police that shot this boy. Look, brother Brown, we here. only have about we only have about five
3: minutes, and I I'm sure wish you had
11: a it's not going to be have has to do her breathing
3: part. So, yeah, go ahead on and share that one. Gonna, and then
0: we'll let Usha do
11: cool. the breathing part. W- Virginia, okay. Virginia has the worst police officer in this country. They will shoot you at the drop of a dime. I mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. because when I was working with the Crips and the Bloods and I called a truth between the two gangs in our community, they came mm-hmm. at me. That's why I had to leave the state of Virginia. And mm-hmm. Anybody that's living there now, I tell them to get out. I'm
7: there. Well, they ain't worse. I got a um, they are worse than New Jersey Troopers. I can tell you, they're running neck and neck for first place because they got the two worst in the country: New Jersey, Virginia, and New York, and maybe LA. You right. can throw There's them in there. New New York, and LA. That's
3: what I would I would have to agree with that. I forget about Virginia, but yeah, Virginia is awful. That's mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. I have helpful. to. Do. What about Ohio? Ohio always. They're, they're bad, bad out there the but they ain't
7: not like up there not like Virginia,
3: nothing Jersey. Like in
11: Virginia. and Jersey and you know what okay. makes it bad in Virginia the majority of the shooting of of police by police in Virginia is never reaching the national newspaper they're black mm-hmm.
0: guys. exactly and they had a situation
11: in Virginia where a white cop killed a black cop shot him in the back seven times
0: yep I remember that
11: he was a student. chatting him in
7: the back seven times. Yeah. You so see, well, they're I'm part of the thirteen original colonies: Virginia, oh, yeah. Jersey, Pennsylvania. They are all the thirteen colonies. They're called commonwealth states. Mm-hmm. They they are the original way they run used to run um slaves. So that's how the, the police department, the act they're though so they're trackers. They're slave trackers, slave catchers. They have the same mentality. Ain't nothing changed. Just a year.
3: Nothing changed but the year. same old thing. And so we're going to let Aja close us out with a little breathing session. And we'll have to dig deeper on this topic about the psychological warfare um on black women in the media and this whole portrayal. Because I know we can really talk for days on that subject. I'll share some more of my experiences and we pick this subject up again. So thanks, everyone, for... Listening, contributing, and calling. And I will take us out with some breathing. Will you please? Okay. All right. Just for you One help. thing I wanted to
2: Sister Black Rose, you there? I'm here. Yeah, the conference line dropped on us. I'm getting back in. This service
0: is provided in high definition.
3: Access code accepted. This conference is being recorded. Q&A session started. We give to a particular thought the more power we give to it. So if we concentrate our thoughts on something that is bad, that continues to happen with all these distractions, then we get we make it stronger and bigger and more powerful. So let us also focus on our our uh recourse, our our positive of, of what is to be done. So I want everyone to softly close your eyes because after all of these these continuous distractions that are happening, we tend to get tense and we tend to forget to breathe properly. We start breathing from our chest instead of breathing from our core, which is our, our breath is our life force. So, in other words, when you're not breathing deeply from your stomach, you're cutting off the life force. You're committing a slow, uh, uh, suicide of yourself. Okay, so, Do these breathing exercises periodically. You can't breathe like this all day, but just stop sometimes and breathe like this. So softly close your eyes, relax, drop your shoulders, relax your forehead, relax your jawbone, relax your tongue, relax your throat. Take your neck and just kind of roll it around gently from side to side. Okay. Now we're going to do abdominal breathing. So you place your hands on your abdomen to start. And once you get the the hang of it, if some of you already have, you can uh, remove your hand. But for now, put your hand on your abdomen. It doesn't matter which one. I use my right. And inhale through your nose. Keep your lips softly closed. Fill your lungs with fresh air. Bring the nose, the air through your nose down your throat, past your chest. And down to your abdomen, which is your core. Okay. So your hands should be filling out as you breathe out. Then as you exhale, you're going to exhale and your stomach deflates and it goes back flat or goes towards the back of your ribs and your back. So let's try this again. Remembering the instructions, your hand goes out when you breathe in, and your hand goes flat when you breathe out. Exhale. And we're going to hold it for a second. We're going to breathe in to the count of four. Breathe in. One, two, three, four. Hold. Breathe out. One, two, three, four. Breathe in. Slowly look to your right, hold it, breathe out, bring your head back to the center. Breathe in, slowly move your head to the left, hold, breathe out, slowly bring your head back to the center. Take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, drop your head to the back. Inhale,
0: bring your head back to the
3: center. One more time. As you inhale, think of all the wonderful gifts that the universe has to offer you as you inhale them. You are inhaling all of your wonderful gifts. Visualize this. Hold. Now exhale all the negative energy that you have taken in today. Exhale it out. You no longer need it. Open your eyes, smile, you're alive, be grateful, remember the best book you'll ever find is the one inside you. Read it daily. Namaste.